where Dave and I plan this year's company holidays. Let's go through the list. Easter, too religious. St. Patrick's Day? Too white. Mother's Day? Way too cisgendered. All of your usual holidays have been canceled this year. But we still have Karl Marx's birthday! Ha <laughs> Need a real reason to party? Find a new job at redballoon.work. Welcome to this special edition of the Liberty Dispatch. We normally don't film the dispatch and release videos for Friday, but given the week that we've had and the incredible successes that we have seen in municipal elections in Ontario and Manitoba, we figured we would bring you this special episode of the Liberty Dispatch. For those of you who don't know, this past Monday was the municipal election in Ontario. And this past Wednesday was the municipal election in Manitoba. And we saw some tremendous success for candidates that were connected with and trained and equipped by Christians that care. We've been talking a lot about Christians that care on the show. Christians that care is a part of Liberty Coalition Canada and it exists not to platform specific political parties, not even to run campaigns for specific candidates. But what we do is we take Christians who want to engage in local politics, who take cultural engagement seriously. We want to train them. We want to support them. We want to bring in great speakers and great people to help them make sense of how to run, how to run with integrity, with honesty, with excellence, and to actually equip them to be strong and to be bold as candidates in the various places where they were running. And so we, the update that we want to bring you in this special episode is twofold. First of all, we want to tell you the basic numbers as we have them. And as of right now, what we can say is that there are about 14 candidates in Ontario who ran and won in various ridings and for various positions, who won, who were connected with Christians That Care. This is city councillors, school board trustees, a mayor, all across the province. This is a tremendous success. This is incredible news, in part because Christians, I think, have bought into the lie that Satan's just taken all our stuff, and so we just have to throw our hands up in disbelief and wait for Jesus to poof, you know, up in the clouds, and then it's all over, and they've completely disengaged. But what's happened in the last week has shown us that we need to actively combat that lie and push back because we can see wins, we can see victories, we can engage, we can have good people running and winning in various areas, having an effect on school boards, having an effect on the decisions that are made by city councils. And so this is great. That was Ontario. In Manitoba, we saw one person win in their riding. Now, you would think one's not very much. In Manitoba, we only had two people connected with Christians That Care who ran and one won, which means that's a 50% success rate, which is actually higher than the Ontario one. So that's, that's the first bit, to be encouraged by the fact that people were running based on biblical principles and a desire to actually enforce, create, and be a part of good, godly laws, they won. They won their campaigns. They had support. 
This is good news for school boards and good board, good news for city councils. The second bit is a little bit of a challenge to churches and Christians because a number of the candidates who were connected with Christians at Care lost, but not by that much, 50 votes, 100 votes, even 200 votes in a number of ridings, which means if churches and pastors would get their act together and would properly teach their people about the importance of cultural and political engagement and help their people to be good citizens, right, to exercise their civic responsibility and duty and go and vote for good people who will run and who will make positive change and effect in school boards and in city councils, we could have seen that number doubled or tripled. If just a handful of churches across the province inspired and actually lit a fire under their people to go, get involved, go vote, go help, go support, we could have seen 20, 30, 40, 50 people who were elected in Ontario and then, you know, one more person in Manitoba. And so that's a little bit of a challenge for pastors and for churches and for Christians to understand that your vote or lack thereof has a tremendous effect on what happened. Or maybe the incumbent who you think is a nice winsome person that you just keep voting for, maybe if you relocated that vote for someone that wants to actively work against godless woke ideologies in the school or who wants to actively work against city council wasting money and funds for neo-Marxist pagan woke things and practices in your city or for actually helping them to encourage not just good spending, but the effect it has on the health unit and public health in the city. So I, I really want to challenge people who watch this show, who listen to this show, Christians, churches, pastors, if you got your act together a little bit more, we could have seen even more people elected to positions that have integrity and whose personal beliefs and convictions are grounded upon biblical principles. And so I wanted to say that by way of encouragement, by way of challenge, but that's only the first part of this episode. What makes this episode special is we want to take a little bit of time and have discussions with a few of these people, these candidates who ran and who won, who saw victories, who saw successes. And what they're going to do is they're going to bring you a little bit of why they ran, the thinking behind it, what they saw happen, and how they can challenge and encourage us to think more seriously about politics at all levels, but specifically local municipal politics. And again, I want to challenge and encourage our audience, our Christian audience, to think about getting involved in the political sphere, whether that's running, voting, or supporting. And so it is our joy and our pleasure here at The Dispatch to bring you these interviews right now. We are welcomed first on The Dispatch by Luann Ash. It is great to have you with us, Luann. Thank you for joining us on this special edition of the Liberty Dispatch, where we talk about the results of the municipal election in Ontario and Manitoba as well. We saw one person from Christians That Care winning in Manitoba, and that's 50% of all Christians That Care candidates. So Manitoba had a pretty high percentage success, the one out of two. So thank you for joining us on the Dispatch. It's my delight, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about 
the area where you ran, what the riding was. Tell us about the position that you were elected to, and maybe tell us a little bit about why you decided to run in this election, and also the connection with Christians That Care, kind of why that matters, if you want to give that info to our audience. Sure. I'm going to clarify something. I only had a partial win. I stood as school board trustee for the Grand Erie District School Board, and in the town in which I reside, I went to the county uh, to make my registration, and they said no, and that was Norfolk County in Ontario, and uh, they said, no, you have to go to Brant County to register, and that was very confusing because that's not the way it is, but that's the way the board shakes out, the way they make their divisions, and so I ran as one of four candidates, two incumbents, uh, for two seats on the Grand Erie District School Board for the, it's called um, Norfolk Wards 3 and 7 and all of Brant County. And uh, that was a big shocker for me because, you know, Norfolk County is small and familiar to me and I knew nothing about Brant. And so I had to get right up to speed. So, yeah, that's uh, in the on election night, I won handsomely in Norfolk County. And it took quite some time uh, up until yesterday, which is, yeah, well, how many days after? That was two or three days after the election before uh, Norfolk County sent its compiled final tallies to Brant County to find out that I only lost by 180 votes in the county that I didn't even know very much about. So I finger I'm a win. I'm a winner. <laughs> well, clearly that to, to, for it to be that close in that other county tells us that the incumbent there and whoever won was only marginally popular in the county that if enough people were informed, if enough people were incentivized, maybe if we had more and more Christians you know, thinking about cultural, political engagement, getting out to vote and not just saying, no, no, I'll just read my Bible and go to church and that's all. We might have seen a difference there and even in some of the other ridings in the country. But as you said, the county where you ran, where you where you won one of the counties, you won handsomely. And that plus the fact that it was close, you're right, that's a win. That is a success story that needs to be shared because based on the hit pieces that we saw from CTV and CPC, we don't call them CBC on the show. We call them the Canadian Pravda Corporation. So they're CPC. Based on the hit pieces from them, they were terrified of us and with good cause because we did exceptionally better than they thought we were going to. Indeed. And, you know, I was invited to uh, interview with CBC, and the first thought that came to my mind was the only thing I could answer to that reporter is hashtag defund CBC. So I just declined even to answer them. <laughs> do you, uh, do you buy Resistance was, Coffee, by the way? Uh, Are you familiar with Resistance Coffee? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I just had a cup <laughs> yeah, of yeah. defund the CBC earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I had that on my shelf for a while myself. Yes, and uh, and then I was uh, uh, offered an interview by the Hamilton Spectator, and my only thought was, I, I don't need to talk to communists. <laughs> so why did because, you run? Well, okay. So, so Luann, why, I was just yeah, why'd you run? Uh, uh, let me just say I was kind of an unwilling candidate in the sense that... Um, 
when I told my mother, for example, my 82-year-old mother, why uh, that I had gone and thrown in my hat, she said, why? And I said, I don't know, Mom, I think I'm going to be sitting in lots of really long, boring meetings where nobody agrees with me and where I get voted down all the time. And she said, well, at least it's good you're being realistic. But uh, the Lord pressed me into service in answer to that. Uh, I have been concerned with education of children since I took my own teacher training back in the 70s and 80s, and I saw the downward slide then, and it's uh, heard Dr. Dobson talking about slippery slopes, and I knew what was coming. I was so adamant about education and, uh, you know, fundamentals that I pulled my kids out of school in the 90s and homeschooled, and I've always had a really deep heart uh, for the nurture and upbringing of children. So that's, that's, and the Lord pressed me into service. So this is why I can say I feel like I'm a winner because he never told me I'd win. He only called me to stand and to run. Mm-hmm. And so we did. And, and obedience is success, right? The results, right? The scriptures tell us that man casts the, the dice, but the decision, right? Man casts a lot, but it's every decision is from the Lord, that he is the one who determines who he puts where, whether that's kings or school board trustees or city councilors. He's the one who raises people to positions. So success for us is obedience. It's faithfulness to what he commands. And I'm thankful not only for your willingness to step into you know, an uncomfortable, even at first, a, a measure of unwillingness, but that you believe that it was the Lord who was directing you to do that and that you were faithful and that you were willing to take that risk and pay the cost and seeing the results that we did and that you did, which again, I think are a success. I success. I think it's something to be rejoiced. And I hope that it serves as an encouragement for other people to look and say, Oh no, it's not, it's not like, you know, Satan's just taken all the stuff and we just have to sit back and watch it all fall away. No, no, no. We can, we can, like we said on our show yesterday, we can storm the gates. We can, we can plunder Egypt Right, that the, the, the winds are possible. There are enough people there who are tired and concerned with the cultural behemoth that we see, and so I'm thankful for your willingness to step in, and I'm I'm hopeful for more exciting and incredible things that the Lord has in store for us in our country as more and more people step out and obey Him. One thing I must say that uh, I don't believe that the job is done for me. I made some really great connections. Uh, we attended, actually, a school board meeting so that uh, even the board that was sitting at the time recognized our faces. Because I ran with Maria Shellswell. She and I were a kind of a tag team in the same riding for the same position. And we, she's also a member of CTC, so we, uh, we, we really held each other together, prayed together. That was the most beautiful part. And having the group to, you know, when you're getting discouraged, when you're battling, you know, the, how do I answer these questions that are coming at you that are really unreasonable? Um, that it was good to have the whole group to ha- bump things off. But like I said, this job is not ended for me. The, the Lord pressed me into service and I'm determined to carry it out until I'm Done. He calls me home. And I think that um, I've made some great connections and um, actually connected with the two incumbents who got their seats back again this year and said, look, uh, I'm really interested in this process. Can we carry on a, 
uh, conversation, I really need to ask a lot of questions because I feel that I could be of serious value to parents and to ratepayers and aunties and uncles and grandparents in speaking to the board. Um, because I think the race was so close that there's a level of respect that was there. And I encourage any other person who ran and had any showing at all to, to uh, you make friends with the, with the trustees on the board and get to know how the board functions, get, knows, get to know how, to, um, how that whole process works and listen to parents. Don't stop. Don't stop. Just don't stop. Hmm. Yeah, the fight isn't over. We, we, this, is, this is neither a time to rest on our laurels, nor is it a time to throw our hands up and say, oh, what could have been? But it is a time to dig deep, to press down, and to continue the fight, right? To continue to engage mm -hmm. and to continue to be obedient and faithful. Luann, thank you so much for joining us on The Dispatch. Thank you again for your willingness to serve in this way and to be obedient to Christ in this regard. I'm excited and hopeful for more things to come in the future and in a number of years when hopefully we'll see if you decide to run again. I'm sure we can, uh, I'm sure we can light a fire underneath enough people to make up those 180 votes times three the next time mm -hmm. around. So we we have to start now. We, it doesn't end. We keep on going, keep on speaking to the people that we've speak, spoken to. And, you know, the beautiful thing about this Internet thing is that now we are not islands mm -hmm. separated from one another. We have each other. We know where we are. And that way other people can come into the light as well. Luann, thank you so much. Have a great day. And, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us on The Dispatch. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Next, we are joined by Rock Prevo. It's our pleasure to have him with us. Uh, he is another candidate who saw some success in the election and is connected with Christians That Care. Rock, thank you so much for joining us on The Dispatch this evening. Oh, you're welcome, Andrew. Uh, thank you for having me. So, Rock, why don't you tell us where it is that you ran, what the riding was, the position that you were running for, and after that, tell us why it is that you decided to run in this election in local politics. So, my dis the district is North Bay for the French School Board, which is called Conseil Scolaire Catholique Franco Nord. Uh, I'm one of six trustees and I was lucky because I was it was an acclaimed position so God took care of that part for me and I'm very fortunate in that regard um, so that's that's the school board there mm -hmm. so so yeah why did you decide to run what was the the thinking behind, or what was your mindset going into this election, the necessity for Christians to be engaged in local politics? Well, that's just it. The necessity of Christians to be involved in politics. Uh, because over the years, we have been more on the sidelines and letting things go. But I think we, we see where, where it's uh, kind of heading. And uh, we're just, I'm just there to uh, be a voice as a parent uh, because my children are in the school board or in the school of the school board as well. So to bring a fresh perspective 
from a younger person um, uh, in, in that regard, uh, based out of truth uh, in the Christian values uh, and the true Christian values from the Holy Bible. Mm-hmm. So based on kind of what you're seeing happening culturally, you know, being inspired, directed to to run and to understand the importance and the necessity of it. I guess what would be some uh, a particularly big lesson, important thing that, that you've learned, a way that you've been challenged, or that you could encourage or challenge our audience to get them to think more seriously about Christians engaged in local politics, whether that's running or supporting or praying or giving, what's something that you've learned, a way that you can challenge and encourage our audience in that vein of Christians and political engagement? I would say uh, we have, this is time we have to be bold and we have to speak truth. Uh, it's just that simple, actually. We, we must not overcomplicate things. We should stand on those principles the true principles of the Holy Bible from Genesis to Revelation and every word in between. And this is our sword of truth. It's God's word. And I don't know who can come against God's word. Will they, will they try to create some rhetoric? Will there, will there be some, some of uh, their dialect versus our dialogue? Yeah, there will be, but that's to be expected. And we must go into this, compassionately at, at in the way that we must um, look at it like maybe they, they're not really aware of what is actually happening and they're going along with the rhythm. But here's our chance to show some, some evidence of, of the neg- uh, negative impacts that the rhythm has been having on their children uh, that's been implemented over the years. Well, Rock, I want to thank you for not only joining us on the dispatch, but for your willingness to run. And again, what it is that is fueling that, that Christians need to be thinking about getting involved, that the word of God is a sword. The word of God is our authority. The word of God is the thing that directs our lives and that we need to run and live based on its principles. But also we need to press that in and say, listen, school boards the decisions that they need to make, the curriculum they need to have, can't be directed by worldly, godless ideologies, but it's it's the Word of God that has to inform all things. And so thank you for sharing that, for challenging and encouraging our audience to think about this, and for themselves to know that it is possible. I think there's been this mindset with it's a losing battle, and Satan just took all our stuff, and now we just need to wait until Jesus poofs us back up in the clouds, and then everything will be fine. And I think what we've seen in the last number of days with the elections in Ontario and Manitoba is that Christians who storm the gates, Christians who press, we can see victories and successes. And we don't just have to sit back and accept losses, but we can engage and we can see fruit. And so thank you for being another example of that. And again, yeah, thank you so much for joining me on the dispatch today. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me, Andrew. And uh, all the best to all the other uh, successful candidates and the ones that ran. I want to thank them for their courage because it's not a loss because the name is out now 
and the awareness is there. So it's just a, a, a momentum that's uh, going to pick up and um, God's going to work through each and every one of us. Absolutely. Thanks again, Rock. You're welcome. Next, we have Paula Demeto Giovanozzi. It is my pleasure to have you with us on the dispatch. Thank you for joining us, my kinsman, my fellow nas- nation woman. I don't know what the technical term is, my 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 co-national. Thank you so much for joining us on this special episode of the dispatch, Paula. Thank you, Andrew. I'm so grateful that you called me, reached out to me, and I'm so grateful to be on your podcast. I'm your paisano. Oh, belle, it's a paisano. Como esta? Our audience has no idea what's going on. That's fine. This is good. This is a good time. Thank you, Paula. Thank you for not only coming on the show, but for for running, for being faithful, for doing the thing that not only had a measure of risk, but as we've all kind of come to experience, there's a cost associated with it. I don't know if you saw the hit pieces by CTV and CPC. We don't call them CBC on our show. We call them the CPC, they're the Canadian Propaganda Corporation. So they ran hit pieces on the far-right organizations that were supporting anti-LGBT bigots. And so they named us Liberty Coalition by name. And so we are we are good to be on the other end of it because we know we must be doing something right because we got them running scared. Otherwise, they wouldn't say anything. So, Paula, tell us about uh, where you ran the position that you were elected to and why, why run, why get involved, why engage in the political world? Okay. So I'll start with saying I ran for Catholic school board trustee in the riding of Dufferin Caledon. And um, I'm going to say that I was actively uh, volunteering in the community for the last couple of years and supporting families in our local area, Dufferin Caledon, um, that were uh, negatively affected by mandates in the last couple of years. And I was giving them support and guidance and uh, teaching them about their rights. And um, so I was actively in search. And during those times, I was actually hearing about teachings in the school that um, I felt were complex for students and um so when i was supporting uh these families in our community i was also actively searching for a good trustee for for our schools and so um you know i was actively um interviewing people and that kind of stuff and and i had considered running myself but i I, I'm a very shy person and a quiet person and I didn't don't enjoy being in the spotlight and that kind of stuff. So um, I, I never imagined in a million years that I'd run. But at the end of July, nobody had put their name in the race. And um, I felt a calling from God. I literally felt a calling from God. I felt that uh, he said, OK, Paula, you know, try this out. Uh, so I, I said, okay. And I put my name in the race. Well, within a couple of days, uh, I had two other people running up against me. And then, uh, within 10 days, there was a, a third. So it was a tough race. There was four of us. Um, and, um, I was successful. I managed to, uh, take the lead and, um, 
but it was an awful lot of work. I went door to door and um, I, I did almost all of the little communities and hamlets. And um, I, I put in my 100% effort and um, I, I didn't have a, a lot of financial support. I only had one uh, donation to my um, campaign. And so I did it all myself and I had just a couple of volunteers uh, dropping off literature, not much, but I did it all myself. And um, I just feel like, um, you know, we need to be of service as Christians and, you know, not just um, helping our neighbor, but helping the community, our municipalities, our, our province and our country. And we are to do that work. We're, we're here to do God's work. So, um, and um, yes, uh, I've been, a, you know, negatively uh, mentioned by um, the mainstream media and that and uh, they they falsely that those are false allegations about me because um you know I, i'm a god-fearing child and uh god's law clearly states love god love one another and that's that's our responsibility here on this earth we, we need to love one another and respect one another and um listen we're, we're all completely different god didn't make any one of us the same we are all completely unique and I believe we need to celebrate our differences, not not allow that to divide us. And that that's that's just my position. So there's a, I'm sure you would agree with this. There's this thinking that I think pervades uh, that, you know, the Catholic school board system, because it's you know Roman Catholic, because of the history of it, that it's shielded from a lot of this woke ideology. It's shielded from the radical gender stuff. It's shielded from a neo-Marxist worldview. But as I've had discussions with people who are connected in the Catholic system, and even particular, a number of priests in the area where I live who are fairly involved in social political issues, what they have found is that's not the case, that it's it's very much infiltrated the Catholic school board system as well. And the kids who are there they're not protected from these dangerous ideologies. They're not protected from these worldviews, which are harmful to families and to well-being. And so to have people who are engaging intentionally, even within the Catholic school board system, is a, is a good thing because I, I think that kind of safety or that thinking, oh, everything will be fine there because you have this Christian school board system in the history of Roman Catholicism. But that's that's not the case anymore. Have you have you seen that? Have you have you experienced that's the case that these these very anti-God ideologies are even starting to work in the Catholic system? You know what? I don't really know what's going on. And I, I I'm I'm actively um, reaching out to people. I, I have I have different levels of the school board reaching out to me now, wanting um, to sit down with me and discuss things. And, um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry to understand what's going on at all levels. I want to talk to all levels and, and clearly understand what's going on and, and see, uh, what, um, what things we can, um, adjust or, or, or change if need be. And, um, and I'm going to tell you that it's important that all sides sit together cordially, respectfully, 
and come up with brilliant conclusions to to number one it's about the children we're here to to educate the children number one that's our job is to educate the children and and we want to do it in a safe environment and 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 a respectful environment and um I feel that um, you know sometimes some some sides might attack the other side, and and that's not helpful. It's not helpful when one side attacks the other side. I think it, if if everybody wants to to think about the children first, this is about the children first. And so if we all gather together and sit together, we can come up with brilliant conclusions and and a and a respectful way to educate the children, whatever they need to be educated but not over-educate them in, in things that, that are too complex and um, that are just not a part of the curriculum. We shouldn't be teaching children things that are not, that shouldn't be a part of the curriculum, in mm. my opinion. And, and I don't really know what's happening in my community. Um, I've heard things like you've heard things, but I haven't uh, seen it firsthand or anything. So so um, I'm still actively trying to, like I said, a lot of people from all levels of the, of the school board has reached out to me and uh, they want to talk to me about things. So I, I am actively, you know, I want to listen. I want to understand. And once I understand the complexity of, of everything, then, sorry. Until um, until I, I do that investigation, I don't want to speak about it. Until I, I completely understand what's happening, I can't uh, openly speak about it. If so how would you, you know, being on this side of the election, thinking through the, the process, the campaign, what you've gone through, kind of what it is that drove you to get involved, to run, to engage in local politics – I guess, what would you say by way of encouragement or challenge or what kind of important thing or lesson or point would you want to share with our audience? You know, our audience is one that they're thinking about the importance of local politics. Our audience is one where they understand the importance of engaging in the public square. They understand the importance of Christians, not just standing back, but actually being involved in many different ways in the culture and so what would you what would you share by way of encouragement or challenge or again something some particularly important point or lesson just something some insight you want to offer to our audience Okay so I am a born again Christian I am a dedicated Catholic and um I've been of service in my community for a number of years Having said that, I never imagined entering into politics. I'm glad I did it. It was a mud-slinging event. I'll have you know that. It was uh, not all fun, but the positive outweighed the negative uh, by a milestone. And so um, it, it, there's hard days, and it, it, it can be a hard journey, and, but God God will protect you. If, if you're doing God's will, listen, when God is for you, who could be against you? So I felt that uh, God protected me the entire time. And I want to tell you something, Andrew. If there was somebody else's name in the race, I'm that shy, I wouldn't have even put my name in the race. Okay? So I, I believe that God had, 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 you know, pushed me to do this. And, and he, he had set it up so it's like, 
okay, Paula, look, nobody's running for trustee, you know, put your name in. And then it was like, what? Oh my gosh, no, this is a full, full campaign. I have to, you know, go for it. And, and I did, I put in my all and I prayed every day and I had, I had my prayer groups praying for me and everything. Listen, this is God's work. Clearly this is God, God, um, elevated me. He, he strengthened me. He, um, fortified me for this because I have gone through my own ups and downs in my life and my own challenges. And um, in those challenges, I just grew closer to God. And so God has fortified me enough to, uh, to get me through this. And um, he is my, the wind within, underneath my sails every single day. I do, I do God's work. I say, God, where would you have me go? And what would you have me do? And uh, I encourage all Christians to actively, actively participate in their communities because, and, we, and there's so much support and you will find so much support and God will be there for you too. Please have the courage and the strength to stand up and help our fellow citizens here. Um, I encourage everyone to, uh, to, to enter into politics and to just give it a try. Give it a try. You got, you've got really nothing to lose. It's, it's win or lose. And, and you know what, whatever happens, happens. If God, I always said it the whole time, if God wants me to do this job for him, I am here for you, God. If you want me to do this, I will happily take this over. But if you want somebody else to do that, I'm happy for that too. And so I, I was, I would be gracious either way. And, uh, you know, I was in shock for a couple of days after I'd won. It's like, oh no, what have I, what have I won? Where, you know, what's going to happen now? What, what do I do now? It, it was overwhelming. It was a, it was a lot. And, um, and I, I'm just going to take it day by day and I'm just going to listen and understand. And, uh, and I, I want to be here for the, the families, the parents and the children, and I want to be their support. And I want to make sure that these children have, uh, a wonderful experience in, in their education. And I want them to be safe and protected and, and nurtured and loved. And I want them to take those skills and I want them to bring them back into the community as they age, as they grow. And I want them to, to be involved in the community um, and bringing God's love and light too. Well, that's a fitting end for our time. Paula, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you for running and thank you for joining us on this episode of The Dispatch. It was great to have you with us. Thank you, Andrew, for reaching out to me. I appreciate this. Uh, may God bless you and may God bless all your listeners. I am grateful for you. I'm grateful for all, the, all of your teachings and I'm grateful for your audience. Continue to praise God and continue to do your work here on earth because it is very valued. God bless you. Thank you. I really do hope that you were encouraged by those interviews. I hope you were challenged. And you saw that these are regular people. These are not career politicians. These are not super wealthy, super prominent people. These are people who understood that there was a job to be done, who understood that we're supposed to engage and push back against the darkness, who understood that we're supposed to bring the truth of God's law and biblical principles to bear in all areas of life. And so they took a risk, and it's costly and will continue to be costly for them. And they're going to find themselves on the receiving end of much criticism and hatred and hit pieces and slander 
and all sorts of vile rhetoric spewed on social media, but they're willing to accept that because they think that it's important to see good laws put into place. It's important to see children taught things that are not radical neo-Marxist ideology curriculum, but taught good things based on God's law because they want to see city councils not waste their money on woke things like rainbowing sidewalks or banning conversion therapy like the municipality where I live did a number of years ago. They pushed legislation before the federal government did to ban all sorts of conversion therapy. And again, they defined it simply as counseling or praying for someone who has desires that are contrary to God's word and God's design. And so these candidates who ran and who won, who we had the privilege of being able to see and support, train, again, not as political candidates primarily, but as Christians who wanted to run with integrity and who wanted to see change in the political world. I hope that you're challenged. I hope that those of you out there who've been thinking and wrestling about running yourselves, saying, well, I don't have all the knowledge. I don't have a ton of money. I don't have a history in politics. Don't let that stop you. Don't let that stop you at all. You can run in municipal, provincial, and federal elections with various parties or independently, and you can run on an honest platform that's grounded upon biblical principles, and you can win. We've seen that. You can win. In Ontario and in Manitoba, we've seen you can be that kind of candidate, and you can win. Now, for those of you who may never run, who might not consider running, I want to challenge you likewise that if you know of people who are running, who share those convictions, who want to see positive change happen in cities and in school boards, connect with them, support them, volunteer with them, door knock with them, hand out signs for them, financially support them, pray for them, connect with them, and then go out and vote for them and get people to vote for them as well. Like step up, actually do your part as citizens engaging in the political sphere and do something about it. And so I hope that you're encouraged by this episode. I hope you're encouraged with this very special edition of highlighting some of these candidates. And that was only three of them, the only three that we could actually get available on such short notice because the elections were just Monday and Wednesday. A lot of these candidates are too busy collecting signs and doing the next steps, and so they couldn't actually make it work. Some of them decided to take a very much-needed break for a number of days. The campaign was difficult. And as I've already said, they've been on the receiving end of a lot of negative coverage and bias from those who support godless and destructive ideologies. So be encouraged, get involved, step up into the political realm. And I'll also say this as we wrap up this very special episode of The Dispatch. This is precisely why we ask you, our audience and our supporters, to not only be praying for us at the Liberty Coalition Canada, but to also support us financially through donations, giving to our causes, giving to our initiatives. Because not only are we wanting to do good work in training and equipping Christians who will run and who will engage in the political world, but we also have a lot of really great legal work that we're doing in defending and supporting people who are being discriminated against because of their religious beliefs, or because their consciences have been violated by medical tyranny and lawless, unscientific mandates. And for us here on The Dispatch and Open Mic and the Liberty Lounge, 
We want to continue to bring you news and analysis from a Christian, Canadian, conservative perspective. We want to help you understand what's going on in the world. We want to help sharpen your thinking, shine a light on evil and darkness so you know what's going on, call you to action, help you know what those next steps are. And the truth is, this needs funds to grease the wheels. We need fuel to do this. We're not looking to upgrade our vehicles and we're not looking to line our pockets, but in order to do more work, more driving, more support, more equipping, more analysis, more shows, more article writing, more engaging in all ways in the public square and bringing all things under the Lordship of Christ. We need your help. We need your support. We've said a number of times that our goal at the Liberty Coalition Canada is to raise, it's an aggressive goal. We'd like to raise $300,000 before the end of this calendar year. That's to pay people who work on staff. That is to make sure we can cover all of our legal fees. And that's to do the work that we want to do to be a united front for liberty in Canada and to serve you and equip you and help you in all the ways that we do. So please go to libertycoalitioncanada.com. Click on the donate page, click on the donate tab and support us. Whether that's a one-time donation, we appreciate that, or whether that's committing to donating monthly, we also very much appreciate that. So please help us to serve and fight for liberties and freedoms in Canada to do the work that we do, especially if you benefit from it. If you're blessed by it and if you want to see more of it, then please support us. For now... This has been a special edition of the Liberty Dispatch, and as always, Galatians 5.1. Thanks for tuning in to Liberty Dispatch, a united front to restore liberty and justice in Canada. Please subscribe to our podcast and Rumble channel, as well as visit our website at www.LibertyCoalitionCanada.com.